So here we are, and I want to welcome you to Encountering God, and um, <clears throat> thank you for joining me today. We've been going through the Song of Songs, and um, I mean, you can go to my website, uh, EncounteringGodMinistries.org. Um, also, I just want to tell you about uh, my book. Uh, it's called SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, you can also get it through Barnes & Noble. And um, yeah, go ahead and do that. And uh Sure would appreciate it. Thank you. My next book is coming out uh, pretty soon. It's at the publishers. We're just waiting for the final finances so we can publish the book, uh, get some marketing for it and everything. So it's called uh, Breakdown to Breakthrough, a 50, um, Breakdown to Breakthrough, My Journey to Soul Health. I do a lot of journeys in my life. <laughs> and then uh, I have another book that's supposed to come out uh, later this year or early next year. And uh, And that one's called The Secret Place. And it's kind of how all of this started, and it's what God's calling all of us into. So I want to welcome you uh, anyway to that. So uh, let's get going. There we go. Okay, <clears throat> so we're going to pick up on a, on a Song of Songs, chapter 4, and, uh, and we're here in verse 7. Uh, actually, let's go back a little bit to verse 6. The end of verse 6 says, I will go to the mountaintop with you, the mountain of suffering, love, and the hill of burning incense. Yes, I will be your bride. So she tells him, yes, I will be your bride. And then we get to this part, and then the king responds to her. He says, every part of you is so beautiful, my darling. Perfect is your beauty without flaw within. Now you are ready, my bride, to come with me as we climb the highest peaks together. Come with me through the archway of trust. We will look down from the crest of the glistening mounts and from the su uh, summit of our sublime sanctuary. Together we will wage war in the lion's den and the leopard's lair as they watch nightly uh, for their prey. For you, uh, for you reach into my heart. With one flash of your eyes, I am undone by your love. My beloved, my equal, my bride, you leave me breathless. I am overcome by merely a glance of your worshiping eyes, for you have stolen my heart. I am held captive, or I am held hostage by your love, and by the graces of righteousness shining upon you. We'll stop there for now, because I know we're not going to get that far today um, <clears throat> in this. So uh, let, let's talk about this for a second. You remember she says to him, we're going to go to the mountaintop. I'm going to go to the mountaintop with you. I am going to embrace you and I'm going to be with you in this thing. I'm just going to hold you and I'm going to come with you. I will be your bride. In other words, she's saying, I will be one with you. Okay, I will be one with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then like, you know, because she wants to go to this mount. She, she wants to go through the cross. Okay, she says, I'm going to go to the mount of suffering love. I'm going to go um, uh, to the hill of burning incense. Okay, the burning incense is the prayer of the saints, right? The burning incense is the prayer of the saints. And we want to, uh, we, we want, we want to look at this because um, it's important to know that through the cross, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. Okay, that's what he's talking about. And then so we go into, we go through the cross. There's a time in our life when we go through the cross, and that's the beginning of being born again is to go through the cross because you have to be forgiven. You have to be uh, taken hold of. 
in this moment and in this time. You have to be held by the cross of Jesus, right? Um, I really, really, really uh, enjoy that about him because he just wants so much to fall upon us. Now he looks, and I can just see this, this um, conversation, that the, this two-way conversation that they are having. Okay, they're having this conversation that says, uh, she, she says, I will be your bride. And then he responds, every part of you is so beautiful, my darling. Wow, perfect is your beauty without flaw within. Every part of you is so beautiful. What do you think God thinks about you? He thinks every part of you is beautiful. Why is that? Well, because he created you. He formed you perfectly in your mother's womb. Okay, he has formed you perfectly in your mother's womb. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You are perfect in form. You are perfect in, in, in beauty, in the face, in, in, your, in your stature. How you carry yourself is beautiful. But then things happen. Things happen in our lives. And, and you know, uh, whether, whether it's uh, physical abuse, mental abuse, manipulation, uh, people trying to control you, whatever it is, things come and make us feel unworthy, make us feel uh, not beautiful. You know, unfortunately, the church has been guilty of this. There's been a lot of condemnation that has come down uh, from uh, the pulpit onto the body of Christ. But that's not the spirit of Christ. Christ never condemns you. He convicts you, but he never condemns you. And you have to see this in, in, in your life. You have to see how beautiful you are. It doesn't matter if you're tall or short, you know, uh, um, heavy set or skinny. It doesn't matter. You are beautiful to him. And when you get that in your heart, nothing else matters. Nothing else will matter. He says that you are perfect. He says, perfect is your beauty without flaw. And then he goes, within. So it's not just the flaw on the outside or the without flaw on the outside, but it's also beautiful on the inside. That's how he created you. That's what he's looking for. You know, he says, when I, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? He says, now you are ready, my bride, to come with me as we climb the highest peaks together. Come with me through this archway of trust. Okay. Come with me through the arch trace, uh, archway of trust. We will look down from the crest of the glistening mounts and from the summit of our sublime sanctuary. It's just a beautiful picture here. He says, now you are ready. Remember, he tells them before, don't disturb my love until she is ready. And now she surrenders everything and says, I will be your bride. And then he says, now you are ready. I want to look at this thing. He says, now you are ready, my bride. So what he's saying is you are ready to be one with me. You are ready to be one. You know, you're ready to be leaving your mother and father and cleaving to your husband. Okay, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and she shall leave her home. And they become one flesh. That's what happens. We leave our home here. We leave our home here to go with him. All right, the things that we hold dear to ourselves in this, we, we leave all that behind to be one with him. 
Jesus doesn't have many demands. The only thing he requests, the only thing he desires is that we become one with him. We leave who we are behind and become who he has made us to be and fulfill our destiny. This new day of your destiny, as he says in chapter 2. This archway of trust is important. This word, archway of trust, is the word um, amana. It's the Hebrew word amana. Okay, it's the Greek translation of the Hebrew word is, is amana. Amana comes from the Hebrew root word where we get our word amen, or so be it. Okay, let it be. Like, like Mary said, let it be, so be it according to your word. Okay, um, this, this crest is the realm where all of God's promises are kept and realized. You know, the verse in Corinthians, I think it's Corinthians, he says, all the promises of God are yes, and in him they are amen. In other words, they're waiting for our response of so be it. That's faith, that is trust that God is pouring out into us. Trust that he's pouring into us at this moment. This faith, he says, without faith, it's impossible to please him because you have to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay? You need to have faith. You need to trust him. You need to be, to be held by his glory. You need to be held by the one that loves your soul. He is the lover of your soul. Come on, somebody. He is the lover of your soul. He says we're going to go through this archway of trust. You have to go through it. You're going to have times when it's going to be, do I trust God or do I move on? Do I trust God in this thing or do I take it on my own? And God wants to be totally trusted in this. He wants to be totally trusted. Can you trust him? Well, of course you can, but will you trust him? That's a big question. That is a big question. And then he says this, we will look down from the crest of glistening mounts. This word look means to observe, okay? Now, I want to get in this, this, this thing a little bit because I knew that we weren't going to get very far today because I want to look at this. We will look down from this crest. Now, remember where you are seated right now. Ephesians says we are seated with him in heavenly places, Okay, we fight our battles from the standpoint of heaven. We don't fight our battles from the standpoint of earth. Okay, we the Bible says that we are seated with him right now in heavenly places. Where is he? He's seated at the right hand of the father. So where would we be with him at the right hand of the father? Okay, we don't fight our battles from this realm here. We fight, we don't fight from the realm of the second heavens where the, where the principalities and the powers of the air are fighting now. That's not, we're not wrestling there. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers in high places. <clears throat> he says, come with me through this thing. We will look down. Okay, the Bible also says that Satan is under our feet. You know, I, I say this to a lot of people. They don't like it very much, but I say it to a lot of people. They say, well, under the circumstances, and I go, well, 
Why are you under the circumstances? In Jesus, you are over the circumstances. Take your rightful place. In, in Romans chapter 8, he says, in all of these things, we overwhelmingly conquer. Overwhelmingly conquer. It's not even a contest. <clears throat> you know, you're going to go through times, you're going to go through situations that are really, really difficult. You will go through them. Now, personally, I believe that, that Matthew chapter 24, um, you know, uh, it, it, Matthew 24, I think it's John 16, where he says that in this world you will have tribulation, but take courage because I've overcome the world. You know, all of these things, Matthew 24 and all that, and all these prophecies, revelation and, and blood, moon turning to blood. I believe that that is, that is our uh, job description. It's not necessarily a prophetic word for the future, although those things will happen. I mean, come on, there's always been wars. There's always been rumors of wars. There have been people standing in the, in the temple, in the holy place. You know, when, 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 when the Muslims, or the, um, when they blocked the entranceway to the eastern gate, do you know why? Because Messiah was supposed to come through the eastern gate. So they, put, they, they blocked the gate, and they put a graveyard in front of it. You know why they put a graveyard in front of it? Because this is really funny, but because the, the Jews were not allowed to even go near a dead person, it would defile them. So why would the Messiah go through something that would defile him? He wouldn't do it, right? Well, they don't understand that the Messiah is Jesus and that he came already. And he's also spirit. And he's not hindered by, by, by time or space. In the lion's den and the leopard's lair, they watch night, as they watch nightly for their prey. We wage the war. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God of the pulling down of strongholds and the casting down of our imaginations. It's in Corinthians and in Ephesians 6, he says, we're the whole armor of God. You have the breastplate of righteousness. You have the sword of the spirit. You have these things. Well, what guards you from behind? Well, the Bible says in Isaiah, the glory of the Lord is your rear guard. You're going to have situations, but you have to understand this, please. Let me tell you. First of all, you are perfect. You are without flaw, secondly. Thirdly, He's taking you as his bride and you become one with him. We'll talk about that in a second. And then you go to the highest peaks and, and, and you look down upon, upon um, and I'm not saying like uh, out, of, uh, out of contempt, but you're looking visibly down on these, on these circumstances, on your waging of wars from the high heavenlies, not from earth. And then he says in verse 9, for you reach into my heart, with one flash of your eyes, I am undone by your love, my beloved, my equal, my bride. How does he, you know, we, we, we ravish his heart. We ravage his heart. His heart is, is, is can I say, his, his, we, well, it says it later too in verse 9, but he says he's held hostage by our love. He says he reaches into, uh, for, for you reach into his heart. And with one flash of your eyes, he is undone. 
one flash of your worshiping eyes, when you turn your eyes to heaven and you start to worship, he becomes undone. Oh, it's almost like he groans. And in a good way, he groans in his spirit. Oh, oh, Jesus. Hmm. He's in love with you, man. I'm not just saying he loves you. He's in love with you. <clears throat> and then he calls you his equal. You're his equal. That's what the word means, equal. The two become one flesh, and you can't tell them apart. You are equal. You know, right now, <clears throat> I heard this comedian talk about this, and it's pretty funny. He goes, he goes women want to be paid equal for each uh, for something that a, a, a thing that a man does, a woman wants to be paid equal for, which, you know, I, I, I kind of tend to think if you're doing the same job, go get it. <clears throat> but here's the thing. Uh, this comedian, he gets on there and he says, yeah, well, he didn't think so because when you're on the Titanic, how come the men don't get to go on the boats? It's just the, it's just the women and the children. <laughs> I said, I'm not taking I'm just laughing. It was funny to me anyway. It may not be funny to you, but it's funny. But this is what we do. We leave him breathless. He is overcome by a mere glance of our worshiping eyes. We, he, we have stolen his heart. We have stolen his heart. He's held hostage by our love and by the graces of righteousness shining upon us. This, this necklace, he's talking about this necklace, this jewel-laden uh, necklace. They're beautifying graces that the Holy Spirit gives to us. They are graces of righteousness given to the redeemed bride of Christ. These jewels, the fruit of the Spirit that comes upon us, he's held hostage by that. Do you love him? We're going to stop there, but I'm going to ask you this. Do you love him? I mean, right now we're, we're in this, we're in the very, very rough season. Uh, we have paid protesters going out there and, um, and, and causing a ruckus. But God looks down from heaven and, and, and justice is going to prevail here. You know, our society is a mess and they need Jesus. This is all fitting into the plan. The word that the Lord gave me back in October was very, very simple. The word was simple, and the word said that God gave. He said that there's going to be a great shaking, and then will come a major revival. You remember in the 60s, the, 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 the Jesus revolution happened during a very hard time in our country. When does the strongest wind blow? It's when the air pressure is at its lowest, when the vacuum is highest. And the United States is a post-Christian society at this point. I believe the world is post-Christian. That's why you're seeing so many things that is going on. But the church has to stand up. The Christians have to stand up and they have to be who God's called them to be. They have to walk in the love that God has given them the kind of love that ravishes his heart and that holds him captive, fighting our battles not from earth, 
through the legal system alone, nor from the nor from the, the the powers of the princes of the air. We don't wrestle there. We look and we say we have the enemy under our feet and we crush him. And all the promises are yes, and in him they are amen. It's a good word. Anyway, so I just want to bless you guys today. Thank you for joining me. We're going to end there. We're going to pick it up again on Monday and, um, you know, tomorrow's Sunday. And, 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 and do what you can to focus upon him. Whatever he's asking you to do, do it. Whether, whether that's watching a church online, message online, uh, listening to worship music, whatever you do. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. But at the same time, go after him and love on him. We should be doing this every day anyway, but, you know. Anyway, just uh, just a reminder, um, I have my book before my second book comes out, SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. Um, and and, and, and it's, a, it's a journal, it's, a, it's like a devotional book. Um, you can go into it and, um, and, and just it has interactive stuff. This is what you do. One of the lessons for today, actually, the, 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 the question that we asked for today is really funny. Like something that you can, you, you can look at. It says, Lord, show me how you can truly say that I am your equal. How can God look at you and say, you know, you're his equal? How can he do that? good question to ask him so anyway you get to do that for 50 days it's a beautiful thing it's come, it comes out of this book called song of songs in the passion translation song of solomon and it deals with some stuff so anyway god bless you guys today and, and just know that god is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think and he's calling you and just realize today that you captivate his heart you ravish him That's such a good word. Anyway, God bless you guys. We'll pick this up the next time. Have a great day.